Morning. How you guys doing? Let's do it all that good stuff. Um, are we ready to go? Okay. Happy, Merry Christmas. Happy Sunday. I'm not allowed to say why it's Happy Sunday anymore. Apparently, it hurts Scott's feelings when I say it's a Happy Sunday because he's gone, so I'm not going to say that. But hey, Happy Sunday. It's a good one. Uh, we have a short passage today, uh, but it's a really good one. Uh, happy, excited to go with you guys. So um, we're going to continue on in the uh, Fear, Favor, and Fortune series. This is our third passage. If you want, you can open up your Bibles or you can read along on the screen as, as we always do to Matthew 1. But before we get started, let me pray. Uh, dear Lord, uh, man, we need you. Holy cow. Um, I am so glad, like Scott said this morning, um, it is just, it's wonderful that we have access to you. Something that we, we take for granted, honestly, so much of the time that your love, your grace, and, and your presence uh, in our lives is something that we just simply forget about. And I pray that we could take time in the season, take time in our life to remember that fact that you are so near to us, God. Pray for this time. Pray that we can uh, just learn something about you and your love for us, God. Pray for all these things in your name. Amen. So uh, we are jumping. We were in Luke for a couple weeks there. Uh, we're jumping over to Matthew to hear a little story about a man named Joseph and his decision. Um, I want to give you guys a little context because when we jump around like this, we run into a little bit of a danger that uh, you don't get any context, right? Uh, I read the before stuff and the after stuff, but um, you, you, you all show up and you, might, you may or may not know what's going on. Matthew, if you read the book of Matthew, I've been in church for a while, folks. You can't lie to me. If you've read the book of Matthew, there's a good chance you skipped a part of the book of Matthew. And that's the first 17 uh, verses there. It's the genealogy of Christ. Uh, I encourage you, don't do it. Go back, read it. It's names, it's people. You won't understand it. You may understand it, but you're going to get these names that show up through all out the Old Testament. It connects Joseph, meaning Jesus, to Abraham. It says, here's all of the all of the ancestors, all this genealogy, everything you need to know about how we got here. And this is important because there's a little bit of a time jump. A lot of stuff has happened. And Matthew is opening up this New Testament. He doesn't even know it at the time, but he's opening up this New Testament saying, hey, you know how the Old Testament has been pushing for, pointing forward to this guy? That's how we got here. Look at these names, look at these people, and you could actually read their stories. And, and it goes not just in guys like normal genealogies of the day. There's women in there that you can look up and you could see their stories, stories of faith, of great successes, and, and not because they're great people, Certainly not, but because God used them. So, so that's, that's the context. That's how we're leading up to this point. It's all these names, people, all the things that, you, that, that would just trigger the memories of all these people that are reading. And now verse 18, it says this. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. So this is this ultimate build up, build up, build up. Look at all these great people, all these great names. And now we're here. This is how we got here. Now, this is the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, became, uh, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. 
Um, for many, 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 many years, I would say up until college or seminary, I don't remember, um, when I heard the word betrothed, I switched it out for what word? Engaged. That is a very fair thing for, do, for us to do because we don't live in medieval ca- castles in the 1700s, right? We say, we don't, we're, I'm not betrothed to Elizabeth, I'm engaged to Liz. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, it's, it's like, it's one of those things that we switch out. Not necessarily a fair thing to do though, because when we think of engaged, we think, hey, do you want to get married? And, and, and it's this building up thing and they say yes and, and, and either party can ditch out, right? There's no like liable liability on that, right? It's, hey, let's get married in June and all the way up until that point, let's figure it out. Let's work on the dates and we're going to fight a lot about colors and plates and flowers and, and all the things. And, and hey, if we still like each other, let's go through it, right? And that's when you, you, get, you have your ceremony and that's when you sign the paper. You know, you might remember this. You sign the paper, you mail it in, you do all that. So that's the legal stuff. Back then, betrothed was the legal action. You are betrothed. All the legal stuff has taken place. So you, you've, you, you've traded Whatever has been going on, the parents have met, they've discussed, they've talked, they switched out stuff, the paper has gone to the government. So betrothed is the action of being legal. Uh, There is another action that has not happened yet, and that's what they're waiting for. This is the actual coming together uh, of the two groups. But from a legal aspect, that's all happened in the betrothment uh, stage. Uh, Verse 19, uh, and her husband Joseph, hey, There it is. Uh, Being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Um, We're going to be talking about this in a little bit, but uh, something to mull over in your mind. Why in a society, why, why would this be a just thing to do? This is a very important question to ask. Why is privacy just? When you think of justice, you want action. When, when a CEO, when, when someone does something immoral, when there's mass stealings or whatever, you want it on the news. If the CEO of if McDonald's was like chopping up some other animal and putting in your burger, right? You would, that's not happening. I forgot this is first service. I can't say that stuff, right? That's not happening. This isn't real, right? But if that would happen, you want public justice. So why in the Bible is he described just for doing something privately, quietly, secretly? That's weird. Think about it. I don't know. Uh, verse 20. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That is super important, and society has got it wrong when they think of Jesus. Uh, We have largely got it wrong when we think of Jesus. When we think of Jesus dying on a cross, when we think of right there behind the star, right, we think of a cross, we think Jesus dying for our sins. That's wrong. It's simply uh, simply incorrect. He did not die for our sins. He died for us to protect us from our sins. 
There's a very big difference. Learn it. It's, a, it's, it's, it's pleasing, it's nice, and honestly, it's freeing. When, you, when we understand the purpose of Jesus' death, it, it changes our perspective on our sin. If Jesus dies for our sin, we can sin as much as we want. We, we can do whatever we want. When Paul's talking about, hey, do we, do we sin? Oh, James? Paul? I don't know. When we, can we sin for, so that grace may abound? Right? That's, Yeah. Jesus died for it. Sure, the debt is paid. It's a magic credit card. I could just swipe it, and guess what? The debt never goes up. Wouldn't that be nice? Now, change that perspective. Jesus died for you to protect you from your sin. Oh. It's it's not guilt. It's, It's love. It's not a magic credit card I could slide it's the kind of love that the guys up here were talking about. That true, real, personal kind of love. That it's not just this, Jesus died for this thing, sin, whatever that is. He died for me and you and us. Changes, changes perspective, right? Uh, verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's in every trivia contest ever when it comes to the Bible, by the way. Uh, verse 24, when Joseph woke up from his sleep, remember this all happened in a dream. When Joseph woke up from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Let me ask you a question. There's there's many times in the Bible where this kind of trope, this kind of story is told. Lots and lots of time, right? Individual is going day-to-day life, nothing special. They're on a hill watching sheep. They're sleeping. They're, you know, walking to another town. They're doing mundane things. Angel of the Lord comes down, sends message. Next thing that usually happens, it's question and answer time, right? It's, uh, it's complaint time. It's, I, I can't have a baby. I'm too old. Who are you talking? I can't do these things. Uh, I'm a prostitute. I can't do this. I can't do that. I, I can't do. What does Joseph do? Read it again. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. Man, do we need to learn that lesson sometimes. We, we speak so much because it is absolutely true. There are times where we get to ask God questions. I don't get it. And, and he, as creator, has every right to be like, you don't need to. I've commanded, it is, it is what it is. It is the way I, you, you, I've told you, and this is how it is. And there, there are many times where you sit there and you say, I can't do, I don't have the ability. What am I supposed to do? I can't speak. Why are you telling me to speak to Pharaoh? And he gives you reasons and he gives you outs and he gives you people. He enables others around you and you to do the job. Joseph, man, 
We don't talk about this enough. A simple phrase. He woke up and he did. It wasn't, I'm sitting around, I'm talking, I'm going to mend it. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to do, I got to think about it. I got to get my, I got to talk to my counselor. I got to do this. I got to write in my journal. I got to post. I got to ask my friends. I got to talk to my mom. I got to do all these things. And then maybe in a week, two weeks, three weeks, if I keep having this dream, I know it's from God. Dream happened. Joseph did it. That's amazing. Something that, that we lose so much of the time in, in this question and answer entitlement era, right? Well, may the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen? That was pretty quick. I know, right? We're almost done. Uh, <laughs> so uh, t- today, uh, we're going to be talking about Joseph's, um, Joseph's decision. And I, and I said, a uh, little subtitle, I guess, is it's, It Is The Way. And it's, it's based off of one of the only reasons why you should get Disney Plus and it's The Mandalorian and it's great, it's amazing. And there's a character and he said certain things and at the end of it, they would be like, well, how do you, why? Why are you doing this? And he'd be like, it is the way. And it was just this idea of, hey, we're going to do it this way because it is the way. Joseph takes what the, what, what, the, what the angel of the Lord, the messenger is saying and he's saying, hey, I'm going to do this thing. Why? It is the way, right? And I, I, I formulated a couple of points for you guys because uh, this is a huge, monumental life decision that Joseph is making. We, we gloss over this passage so many, much of the time because we hear it time and time again right? We, we don't understand. We're not in that culture, right? We don't understand what this means. If someone today that's engaged, they break up, it's certainly sad. It's awkward. You got to return your toaster that you bought or whatever, you know, like you, it's a lot of work, but like nothing serious happens, right? Nothing crazy happens. They just go on their way. It's better now than when they have kids or, te- you know, like, hey, they figured it out. Great news, right? Uh, not so in that culture, ladies and gentlemen. You ready? We're going to have some fun this morning. You want to learn about the Jewish culture? Okay, great. Deuteronomy 22, 22 says, uh, remember, Mary came up to Joseph and said, hey, I got a baby. It's cool, though. Uh, you know, it's fine. Uh, it's the Holy Spirit. It's all good, right? I guarantee you. When Joseph told people, wise, wise men, wise people, I'm not talking about the wise men, right? But just like good, honest people who know the Bible, this is what they quoted them. I guarantee you, they, Deuteronomy 22, 22, if a man is, is found lying with the wife of another man, both of them shall die. This is what's on stake, people. Mary is pregnant. And, and, and as Christians, do we believe that people get pregnant randomly. No, I'm not even going to let you answer it because you're going to say something stupid, right? It, no, it doesn't happen. It's, it's impossible. I went to science class. I went to health class. Ask your parents, folks. It, it, there's a thing that when a mama bird and a bee, I don't know, right? Something's got to happen. This hasn't happened before. We have learned this lesson so many times. We thought this situation was normal. No, in this culture, This is a death penalty. Mary should die. She's pregnant. And guess what? How she got pregnant. No one's believing her. 
And when Joseph tells his buddies, no one's believing him. Both of them shall die. The man who lay with the woman and the woman. So you shall purge evil from Israel. This is a serious, serious offense. And at the same time, it's not. Why? If a man is found laying with a... Oh, okay. That's not what happened. Deuteronomy 24.1 When a man takes a wife and marries her, if then she finds no favor in his eyes, so if, if he's like, eh, because he has found some indecency in her, read between the lines, folks, and he writes her a certificate of divorce and puts it in her, in her hand and sends her out of his house and she departs out of his house. This is a legal action. I asked you earlier, why didn't he do this in public? Why wasn't he going to do this in public? Mob mentality. Too many believers. You put too many believers in a room, the Holy Spirit's going to show up and convict some people. And the Holy Spirit's name is Bob, Sue, John. How many meetings have been had, not about me, not about the person I'm, I'm talking to, not about Scott or the person he or, you know, he or she is talking to. It, it's about third party, fourth party, fifth party. You won't believe what so-and-so did. Mary has the audacity to get pregnant and say God did it. She's blaming God for her evil. Look at Deuteronomy. Is that what happened? I have to make sure you guys get this. No. It's the Holy Spirit, folks. She did nothing wrong. She did everything right. And Joseph has the audacity to believe God. He's hearing all these other people quote scripture, all these other, he's listening to himself. He's talking all these things. And he has the audacity and bravery to believe God. One of the reasons why, and, and, I, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but one of the things I, I realize, and, and I think why we kind of gloss over this, the, the impact, the importance of this concept is that we just heard it too many times, right? Who is or knows a great storyteller? A person, raise your hand, anybody? Okay, okay, good. One of the best storytellers of all time, in my opinion, used to work here. Um, the man, the myth, the legend, Giuseppe Gatto was one of, if not the best storyteller I have ever met in my life. He had a story for every situation. And, and I knew him for several years. Uh, I, he was my closest friend. And um, I went to his house and we hung out a lot. And um, it was great. I loved hearing him. But I could tell you, that guy, and, and if you know true storytellers, they, it's not about the story. It's about how you tell the story, the certain words you use, certain phrases. It's, he got down to a point where it was word for word. 
He had stories that, that I could finish word for word because I had heard it so many times. When he uh, left us to go up to Oregon, um, I found out he was, uh, you know, he had the moving truck and then his wife Jody and the dogs and uh, the baby was around, uh, was driving in this little car. And I was like, dude, I'll go with you. You know, like you, you got this big truck. I don't need to drive. I'll drive if you want me to, but just company. You know, he's going to Oregon and it was like deep Oregon, you know, so it's not like right across the border. So it was like, and moving trucks go slower. So it was like a 12, 13, 14 hour ride. I heard every single story that he had to offer. This might surprise you folks. I didn't talk a whole lot, right? I, I mostly sat there and, and I knew every single story. In my head, I was saying the next word he was about to say. And I was sitting there and I was loving it because this was Probably one of the last times I would ever hear these stories. He had a story, and, and uh, there is a point. There is a point, though, where he had. A, he had a, we're gonna get a little PG, okay? Just if, if you have a problem with it, just like email Scott. He'll get to you, right? Um, uh, he had this story where his brother was at a uh, in a big conference room, right? And he would tell it. It was like a twenty by t- twenty story, and. Him and his brother were sitting on one side of the room and their friend was sitting on the other side of the room. His brother looks at Giuseppe and he's like, hey, watch this. His brother toots into his hand and blows it and he hits the guy from across the room. That story has turned into a leg. Welcome, folks. This is a good time for you to join us. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, he, that story evolved into something that it wasn't. I, I kind of took it and said, man, uh, there was a, a woman and a baby across A's Coliseum getting attacked by a bear. And he, he took his two and he, fired, and he did it and he, he killed the bear. And it was amazing, right? And I get stories about kids today. They're like, did it really happen? And I'm like, yeah, Right. That's kind of, in a very, very silly way, that's how we approach this story. That, yeah, it's, it's a nice story, but we miss all the nuances. We miss the impact. We miss that, hey, th- there was lives on the line. How do you make a decision like this? How do you, how do you make a decision that impacts lives, public society? You choose God's way in private, and it will change your public. You choose God's way in private, it will change your public. In a very short, fast, quick, we understand it, Joseph made a public decision about what he learned about God in a dream. Something that impacted Everyone on this planet for all time depended on a dream, a dream of one individual, Joseph, who was hearing all different types of things from all different types of people. And, and, uh, and I'm sure you've heard this verse. It's, it's, it's an amazing verse. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. Who has heard that verse before? Good. Why did I tell it to you then? Because we're forgetful. We fall into rhythms of life. We fall into habits. We ask ourselves time and time again, this time of year, what happened to my New Year's resolution to lose weight? 
And then next month, it's like, this is the year, baby. Let's go. 2020, you know, like, and then de- December next year, it's going to be like, what happened to that New Year's resolution? And we have these problems in life and we, and we fight with others and we say, how did I find conflict? I'm going to fight my way out. The, the problems that got us into these ditches are not going to be the thing that save us. Our way of thinking is not going to save us. Trust in the Lord. Number two, choose God's way in silence. It will change your storm. Change God's way in silence. It will change your storm. Um, I love uh, this, this, this verse. It's super cool. Um, Nate, I don't know. He comes to second service. He helps out in student ministry. He gave this awesome message about the Jerusalem star with the youth group. Um, if you have any questions about it, don't come to me, go to him. Cause he's like a super genius. I found out, I knew that, but like, he's, you know, like genius, uh, astronomy. I was like, not genealogy, astronomy, all these things. I'm like sitting there and he, and he says this verse and he has no idea that I'm talking about silence and learning about God. And he says this and I'm like, stealing that buddy. <laughs> you stole it too. So, you know, and it's Psalms 19, one, it says the heavens declare the glory of the Lord or the glory of God. The skies proclaim, and this, this is uh, NIV, right? Yeah, this is NIV if you're like a little confused. The skies proclaim the work of his hands day after day. They pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They talk, but they don't talk. Yeah. Uh, they use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into the earth. Their words to the end of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. This idea that you walk outside and you have every right and you have every ability to deny what's going on. You have every, every ability to sit there and be like, this is just a big bang and all this and we were monkeys and all that. And you could, you could justify it. There's enough out there to justify any, 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 any way of thinking. Right? But, but in the same sense, you could go out there and say, holy cow, how is not everyone understanding that there's a God? All of these things happened to me this past week and I'm still alive. How is anyone, anyone saying that there's no God? That there's a Bible that's been around for thousands of years. There's scriptures that's been around for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And and, and no one has been able to say, oh, it's a work of fiction. Look at the front cover. No one has been able to say all these things. It's held true. And you could just sit there and say, it's just a book. You could look at the stars, the trillions of stars and said, no way is there a God. No way can anything control this. Or you could sit there and say, how could there not be? How could there not be a God in all of this? How can there not be a creator in all of this? That all in all of this, we're on this flying rock in space 
And we're talking about what toy you want for Christmas. We're not worried about constantly dying. We're actually sitting here and we're living. We're not, we're not fighting off wolves and bears and lions. We're sitting in houses and we're paying millions of dollars. It's crazy. There has to be a God. It's crazy. It has to be a God. And we sit there. And nature is screaming, and they have no voice, and they have no mouth, but it's screaming that there is a creator in the silence. It's awkward. It's awkward. We don't like it. Is he going to say something? Five seconds, say something. <laughs> we hate it. Don't like it. We need it. First Kings 19, 11 through 12. One of my favorite verses, honestly. And he said, go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And the great and strong winds tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind destruction, mountains being torn apart, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in an earthquake. And after the earthquake, fire, power, strength, the elements destroying everything you are, the Lord is not there. And after the fire was the sound of a low whisper. Any guesses? We look for God in fire, in destruction, in wind. We look for God in chaos, but we ignore him in the silence. When we sit there and we have conversations with people, we sit there and we get texts from people, emails from people. We pretend like God's not in it. Joseph, that's just a dream, buddy. You had some jack-in-the-box last night. Go to, it's fine. You had a weird dream. Just, it's fine. God is constantly whispering. Constantly. If we let the fire, the wind, the earthquake, if that's all we are listening to, there's no chance we're going to hear it. If, if we constantly, and, and, and part of this is symbolic, but part of it isn't. If we constantly just drown out noise in our life, and we don't sit down and just think and just talk to God and pray, we're sitting there in a walkie-talkie always holding down the button, and we're like, why isn't it working? Kids, ask your parents. I know that doesn't make sense to you, but... Well, hello? Hello? Too much noise. And this is a super famous verse. I don't know if you've heard of it before. Proverbs 3 through 5. 3 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Anyone heard of that verse, voice, verse before? Yeah? Yeah? Why do we need to hear it again? Why do I have to say it? Because we forget. We forget constantly. This time of year, we sit down with our New Year's resolution. Do you get what I'm doing here? New Year's resolution. We are forgetful, folks. 
we have been learning a certain, we've been living a certain way for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. I'm sorry. Age is sometimes, there's some cons. We are all stubborn people. Things that have not worked for us for 60 or 70 years, we are still trying. Actions, the way we talk to people that we have been doing forever and has not worked ever, we are still trying. The way we, are, we treated our brother, our sister, our, our parents, whoever, our kids, that we did when we were young, or they were young, we are still doing 30 years ago. We are still trusting in our own understanding and not trusting in God. It is ridiculous to say, but we all do it. We, every single one of us do it. Lastly, choose God's way in the now. It will change your legacy. Choose God's way in the now, it will change your legacy. Uh, and you can look at verses 20 through 25 through this. But uh, Matthew 2, 12 through 13 says, And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own. And this is a little after, obviously. This is about a half chapter after what we just read. It says, uh, They departed to their own country by another way. Now, when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Does this sound familiar? And said, rise, take your child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. Uh, For Herod is about to search for the child and destroy him. Folks, how did Joseph get to the point where he is trusting his life, his wife's life, and his newborn child's life to a dream? It worked out in the last chapter, didn't it? In one moment, he said, yeah, you know what? Sounds a little crazy, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to trust God. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I'm going to trust in what he has to say. And I'm going to go, and I'm actually going to take Mary as my wife. And guess what? Oh, wise men showed up. Oh, guess what? There's another angel. And there's a star. This is a lot of weird things happening. Do you think Joseph like looked at his dreams differently from then on? Oh. So later in, later on, when he receives a dream, hey, don't go this way, go that way. And he's like, yeah, but that way's faster. I like that way. That's the way we always go. Oh, symbology of our lives, right? right? And that's the I like this. Okay, we might as well go this way. Oh. This is super important. A decision that was made in the now not only impacted Joseph now, it impacted his legacy later. We have this amazing, perplexing, um, unimaginable uh, uh, belief that what we do do does not affect other people. We can lie, cheat, steal, do whatever we want, and it has no effects on our spouses. We lie, cheat, steal, have no effect on our kids. 
lie, cheat, steal have no effect on our grandkids, on our great-grandkids, on our great-great-great-grand-grand-grand-grand-grandkids. Right? Here's the truth, folks. Joseph had a dream. Does it impact you, what he did? Absolutely. What if you made a decision that changed everything for your family forever? Everybody knows somebody that's like, I go to church because my grandma went to church and, and she made her husband do it and she made her kids do it and she made my mom do it and now I'm doing it. And that's, that's, our, like, that's what we do. What if you're the person that started it? What if you stop looking at your grandma, great-grandma, sorry, I don't want to disrespect great-grandma, right? What if you are the person that your great-grandkids can look at and said, yeah, there was alcoholism throughout my entire family, but one person said no. I have a whole, not, not uh, I as in not me, but like I, right? Like I have all, all these people, all my, all my parents are divorced. 100% of my family is divorced by 30, 40. 100% of them. It stops with me. I'm not looking for my ancestors. I'm not looking for someone to save me. I'm not looking for someone to change my life. It stops with me. Because one day, it might make a difference. It could change a life. It could change my great-great-grandkids, my great-great-grandbabies that don't even exist, I don't even know. But what if this decision today changes all of that? And what a good day to talk about God's love. Holy cow, folks. It's like we are a church and we plan this. We don't because God exists. There's coincidence. You can think we're smart. We're not. It's because of Jesus. I got one more verse for you. Maybe you've heard of it. It's Proverbs. Don't laugh. It's a good verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Who has heard of that verse? What if that verse is, thank you. You guys are awesome. Get a donut. Don't, don't even ask mom. Just take a donut, right? <laughs> what if that verse meant something different today than it meant ever before? What if trusting in God was no longer just a belief, no longer something you did on Sunday, no longer you did something on Christmas Eve and Easter? Trusting in God was a lifestyle, a 24-7 decision. That, hey, it makes no sense. But I have to say I'm sorry. I think I'm right, but I have to... Boss, I got to tell you, I know I make fun of you a lot. Not me, but like, I know I make fun of you a lot. But like, you're one of the greatest people I know. I would not be in ministry without you. I, I, what if like we sat down and we didn't dread Christmas dinner with the in-laws and we said, hey, how you guys doing? I, I'm sorry that we, we fought and we did this last year. I just want to start fresh. What if... We're not dependent on a year 
What if we're not shooting for New Year's resolutions? What if we're not saying 2022 is different gonna, because it's, it's no longer 2021, it's no longer 2020, it's no longer 2018, 2019. It's a, we don't put our hope, we don't put our grace, we don't put our mercy into a year and we put it into Jesus. Gosh. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how you do something audacious and crazy. And you look at a life decision. You say, it is the way. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you that Jesus came. That's... Celebrated every year. We give gifts, we do the things, but we largely just pass over it. Let us never under let us never forget how important that little baby was. Let us never forget that that we shouldn't lean on our own understanding, lean on the, the habits that we've been trusting for so many years. And that we just give it to you. Let's realize that the things we're doing, a lot of them just aren't working out for us. And we try and try again, and it just simply isn't working. And maybe, maybe we can go out today. We can look at the sky. We can look at the clouds. We can look at the stars. And, and in the silence, we hear the screaming of a creator. We hear the crying of a savior. We hear the love of a friend. And if there was ever a time, every time is appropriate, but if there was ever a time that it was appropriate, it is to this time of year. Where there's trees, lights, candles, gifts, everything. And it is all pointing to you. It is pointing straight to you. And if there was ever a time that, that someone wanted to take that and go crazy and be like Joseph and just try it out and... and and throw questions and complaining and arguments and reasoning to the side and just with all abandon sprint towards you, God, I pray that they do so. They, they, they pray the prayer that they start talking to you, that they start this lifelong journey of something new. I pray for all of us that's been going on that life journey, maybe in an insane way, maybe for a little too long and we've got used to it, I pray that you remind us of the child that came. The meaning of the manger. 
just like Advent, I pray that we never ever forget your love and how close you are. like we know what we're doing, but we don't. God's trying to lead us upward and onward for our Narnia friends out there. Go and find what the way is and say it is the way. Go with him. See you on Christmas Eve. Invite somebody.